it is time for the monthly Ira Explorer Call. And woo, do we have a lot of stuff for you tonight. <clears throat> so I am Janine Stanley, the Director of Customer Communication here at Ira. I have our Product Manager, Ryan Bishop, with me. Hey, Ryan. Hello, everybody. And before you announce the next person, give me a second, give me a second, give me a second, give me a second. Hey, there we go. And there she <laughs> is. And we have Miss Emily Hill, the Director of Customer Experience, with us today. Hi, Explorers. Yeah, my gosh, these guys are, um, everybody's going to go out and decorate cakes now. <laughs> no, this is going to be exciting. I can't I'm looking forward to... to all the cake decorating calls. I know. I, I was shocked. I had no idea that you could decorate cakes with Ira. That's way cool. So tonight in Ira News, we have a lot of different things for folks. I'm going to start out with a really short tech tip here. Some of you who have the iPhone 12 have been having difficulty with overexposed photos that end up looking a bit blurry. And so we actually found a fix for this. And what you want to do is you want to go into your camera app and there's a button that's right next to the flash button and it is called the low light button. And you want to double tap on that and make sure that it is set to either zero or it's off. And what this does is it detects the light level and then allows you to, it automatically adjusts the exposure time. Well, unfortunately, Sometimes it's not always right and it's not the greatest if you're trying to take pictures of printed documents. So um, you can do that. And then to make that setting permanent, you're going to go over and this is all done in the camera app, but then you're going to go to your settings app in iOS and you will go to the camera portion of the settings app. Then you'll go to, um, I'm going to miss a step here, preserve settings. And under preserve, preserve settings, you're going to, going to go down to creative controls and you want to turn creative controls on. And what that will do is save whatever settings are on your camera at that time. And they're not going to change the next time you open the camera app or your agent uses the camera app to do something. So if you have any questions about that or you want to check it with an agent, um, your agents can go over that process with you to make sure that your iPhone 12, and that's for the 12, the 12 Pro, and the 12 Pro Max, to make sure that they are all taking awesome pictures. So, Ryan, let's see. What's going on in the world of product management these days? You have been super busy. And see, he's he's super. I, you know busy what? Now. No, I I literally I so I have two mute buttons, one on Zoom and one on my headset. I forgot I used the one on my headset today. So there we go. Um, you know, Janine, I'm not coming to you today with a product management thing, but I'm coming to you today with a semi update from customer care. Um, so uh, you know, back uh, to the care land here for a little bit. Um, so he's putting I, out his Care Bear suit, folks. You know, I, I am. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was. You know, just for for fun. Uh, some of you may remember the Care Bear stuff from back in the day. I was actually Fun Shine Bear. I don't know if I ever. Ooh, I, don't know I, I, I did ever, not know that. Well, yeah, I was. Yeah, I don't know if I ever shared that uh, in any. That explains this earlier. update, then, doesn't it? Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, guys. Let me let me first start out by saying, you know, there's so many ways to get a hold of our customer care team, but I come to you today with a new feature that we are opening up. And I guess this could be considered product management, I guess. I don't know, product management, <laughs> customer care, you know, however you want to look at it. Um, but we've just launched a new ability for you to get a hold of your favorite customer care agent. So maybe you don't have time to get a hold of them on the phone right away. Maybe you need something that's a little bit more not real time. Maybe customer care wants to get a hold of you for a quick update and they need to let you know something. We have now unveiled texting. So you can now text your customer care agents. Now let me, customer care team. Now let me first start out by saying this is only to the customer care. This is only for stuff where, that you would call the standard 800 number four. Um, but uh, so it won't reach any IRA agents. Um, that's the first thing I'll say. 
Um, the second thing I will say is it will not come from the customer care number. So for example, in the UK, you'll get texted from a plus four four number, not the 800 number that is a UK number. Um, in the United States, it is an 858 number, um, not the 800 number. So I will read those numbers out to you guys shortly and I'll also put them in the chat. Um, yep. For those that, uh, so that way you know that this random number is not actually trying to talk to you about your IRA account when really. Yeah, that's right. Um, no another one thing is, is, is that customer care, customer care, when they message you, will always let you know that this is X and, or so-and-so from customer care. So this is Emily from IRA customer care when they send you a message. Um, so that way they, you know who's talking to you. And of course, um, as always, you can call the number that's texting you and it will connect you to the customer care phone line. So if you um, save this number to your contacts, whatever you decide to do, you will be able to call that number and get to the phone tree and talk to your favorite Care Bears. I know I love talking to them when I call in. Um, <laughs> they're great people, but just so that way you have another way of talking to your customer care team. This is going to so, be really handy for our friends in Australia and in the UK who are in time Absolutely. zones other than if you've got a problem you can actually get that message to us pretty quickly via text so uh, but we now have our fearless leader CEO Mr. Troy Tilio with us for the first IRA Explorer call of 2021. Hello Troy. Hello everyone. Hey. Welcome to 2021. <laughs> I'm finally able to uh roll that off my tongue i was still saying 2020 <laughs> i wrote 2020 you know. for like three days don't feel yeah. bad <laughs> <laughs> a couple of 2020 i'm always reminded by my bankers like you always want to fill out the whole the whole uh four four digits but i think i'm i think i'm trained but it's it's great to great to be here um can you explain like is there a reason try like why why would you write out like the whole 2020 like, I, like what is it, the it has to it has to do with the fact that you can, if it's just, if it's got 21, there's a way that you could add some digits and, and I don't even remember, that's just my bank or something like you, 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 you could, you could, I guess, scam a check somehow, like, Interesting. Later. Yep. Um, I should know that, but I just follow what my banker tells me. <laughs> do what they tell you, cash the check. <clears throat> I don't think we do that many checks, by the way, I'm, I, I abhor paper. Um, is, is anyone knows um because it's easy easily and, lost and that is why he is the ceo of a tech company folks <laughs> yeah. yep there you go biggest awesome. reason I, my, awesome. my kids even my wife um i annoy them sometimes i even have a for for you guys who know what we all know what email is but there's a tool that's pretty popular in tech called slack you might have heard of slack <laughs> and uh mm -hmm. we have a family slack channel only we have a family slack so instead of doing email we send each other slack and they think i'm weird um, <laughs> it's text on, text on steroids folks it's, text on steroids. it's 2021 guys uh, yes there you, yeah. go. <laughs> there you go there you go well troy we are excited because we're going to be at csun that's our next big announcement right it is our next big announcement and it's a reminder to me personally um you know it was last February that I that I took on and put on the CEO hat and the CEO pants and that's um, right it's your first, anniversary yeah and my first yeah. uh, my first big event that I was not, you know I'd been with Ira for a long time and been to CSUN plenty of times with Simon and Mike Randall and I and CSUN also for me personally represents kind of one of the first times I frankly got introduced to this community in at any scale up until um, I joined IRA like I, I would go to the office, I'd meet with Simon and we talk about the technology and the product and what we're doing. And um, but it was at CSUN that my my mind was blown in the way that all the assistive technology that's out there and really kind of understanding some of the, the needs and, and what's been done. And um, it was last March at, at CSUN that um, well, two, two or three things were going on. COVID was in the vocabulary. In fact, um, you remember we CSUN was almost canceled and last yeah. minute some of the larger sponsors started 
you know, backing away and, and I don't blame them, but I just remember like all of a sudden that the, exhibit hall was big was, and empty. Yeah. It was a big cavernous <laughs> one, but it also allowed me personally to spend more time with, with people, both explorers and, uh, and some of the CEOs of the other companies and or leaders. And, and it's just, it's hard to imagine it's been a full year. Right. And, huh. and here we're going to do another, uh, virtual, uh, uh, CSUN, but it is, it is kind of the CES for our industry, and I and I love it. I love hearing about what everyone else is doing, um, and and I'm excited that we're going to be there because I actually find, in some ways, the virtual conferences allow us a better chance to talk with our with our audience. Um, yeah, it's not noisy. You don't have to stand in line. We can get everyone in a room. It's 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 a little, in some ways, easier to connect. Although I do prefer in person. Um, as a, as a human, I guess. I don't know. I think we're going to get a lot more opportunities for people because yeah. the exhibit hall is free, think, but you will yeah. have to register for your Expo Visitor Pass. And we have a link to do that. I believe that will be in our newsroom. If not today, it will be up there uh, this week to register for your pass so you can come and check us out. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a question from one of our explorers, Kyle, who has asked Troy if you and Emily can talk a little bit about agents helping folks to fill out their tax returns because it's that time of year. Yeah, of course, happy to. Kyle, thanks for asking. Emily, you go. This is good. So (laughs) agents are absolutely able to assist with filing taxes. And the best way to do that is by using your preferred tax software. And agents are certainly able to assist in reading those pesky documents that employers send. I know W-2s are super hard to read, especially if you're using the screen reader. So happy to fill in any blanks, happy to kind of plug and play information. But as always, you as the explorer are in the driver's seat. So you're making all the choices. Our agents are not tax experts, but if you're using a tax software, um, personally, I use TurboTax. So in using TurboTax, it asks you all of the questions, the agent can then ask you, right? For example, one of the ones that often comes up in my life is, did you move this year? And my answer is usually yes. And so then how you have to- How many times though? How many times, did you, where did you move? So you have to kind of calculate all the different times that you spent um, in one state versus another, but the agents will just assist with walking you through the platform and the questions that it asks, helping to read documents, et cetera. So you hey, provide all the brain a, power, but we're happy to provide all the computer work. I have a question because you guys may or may not know, um, prior to IRA, both Simon and I, uh, along with some others, we worked at Intuit. We worked in here in San Diego and Ooh. we worked at the headquarters of TurboTax. And so Ooh. I know a lot about TurboTax more than I ever thought I would know. Um, <laughs> the, good, the good and the bad. I mean, it's a, it is some great software, but I know from working there, and I know from just doing my own taxes over the years, one of the hardest things is getting all the paperwork together, right? Like you get you get mailed, uh, you know, all kinds of documents. And, you know, if you have a house, you got to get your mortgage, you know, there's deductions. And that's for anyone, that's, that's the real pain, right? Often it's just getting those documents. Um, I would imagine that when we've helped people in the past, a lot of it is just taking pictures of these documents that are often paper so that you can upload them or, or, or read them. Is that, you know, leading the witness? Yeah, definitely. Here. We take a lot of pictures, um, especially if you are working with a tax professional. Um, this year, I imagine most people are going to be doing work with tax professionals, but remotely. So mm-hmm. if your tax professional is requesting certain documentation, happy to take pictures, I would suggest, as always, if you want a picture taken, tell the agent what the reason is that you would like that picture taken so that I can then ensure that the picture is lined up appropriately. For example, if you are sending a picture of a document to your tax professional, it probably doesn't matter if I have the photo lined up exactly perfectly because that person is going to visually look at it, look for the information they need and then move on. Versus if you are wanting to upload a photo onto a tax software, you're not working with professional, then it is probably a lot more likely that the agent needs to be perfect with the photo because the AI may not be able to find the correct information otherwise, right? So just kind of getting into the nitty gritty of it, but as always, you never need to explain yourself to an IRA agent. 
but context can be helpful in accomplishing your task efficiently. So wherever that kind of shakes out for you personally, that's my best recommendation. Yep. And I've got one more thing to add on this. Um, so a lot of people go, hey, wait a minute, uh, Intuit sponsors small business and QuickBooks. Certainly they must do TurboTax, right? Like, you know, of course I can do my taxes for free using IRA and TurboTax. And the answer is not yet. And so if you're not so inclined, oh. if you're so inclined, uh, and it won't be for this tax season. So I, I wish I had like the, the mic drop, you know, to, <laughs> to inform you that it's, um, we're working with them. Intuit's a great sponsor. Ted Drake is heads accessibility at Intuit. He's, he's a great partner. Um, but I would say this, if, if that's something you want, um, I would just email him. He's kind of amassing some evidence and, you know, we're preparing to talk to uh, Intuit this, this fall about the next tax season. So if you want to drop him a line, it's just Ted underscore Drake at Intuit.com. And frankly, he would love to hear from you like on, on, and by the way, I should even plug further. If you ever hit accessibility issues at Intuit, like, um, like Ryan Bishop did, right? Ryan, the other day, you, uh, we, we had a call with Ted and you, you shared like a challenge yep, you had and, and that he eats that up. Like he, they, they even have a, a webpage for this. Like he wants to hear, he's the guy who- I'm actually pretty sure that. it's already fixed. I haven't needed like, <laughs> Yeah, wow. but I'm just saying- He's pretty, he he's pretty crazy about that. Like he's- He wants to know, email him as much or as little, as, as much or little detail as you, you have. That's his job. He loves hearing from you and he likes partnering with Iron, and if you plug and say, hey, when you get in TurboTax, that helps him, helps me help you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Troy. And a really quick tip for you on documents. If you are going to be photographing documents um, to upload and things like that, um, get a dark cloth, um, gray, dark brown, black, navy blue, something of contrast to put that document on so it shows up a little bit better. And that actually really helps in terms of, you know, getting things set up and uh, making sure that that they're lined up and that they look good if you're going to upload them. And some, uh, some programs will ask for that kind of background. So just a little tip there. And uh, as somebody who files the long form and has to keep track of every receipt <laughs> in my house, um, I can tell you the agents have been fantastic about helping to label those throughout the year and then make sure that we um, are getting the right ones in the right places at the right time. I'll tell you, my favorite tax thing with an agent is just deciphering those W-2s because I'm Ooh. telling you, man, age, you know, <laughs> when I go on TurboTax and it says, please, information, please enter information from box 4A, agents yep. are so good at finding box 4A, whereas a screen reader <laughs> is not. So uh, I'll say no. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, the first time I actually scanned one of those with LCR, I thought, how in the world am I going to do this? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, we have Emily with us, and you just heard some great advice about tax season. Emily, we have some other advice, and then we have some results from our customer survey that many of you took uh, at the end of last year. So let, let's start out. Actually, let's start with the customer survey, if you would. All right, I was all fun stuff. like caught my breath, ready to start talking <laughs> in about the extra things that agents can do and now switching tabs. So yeah. <laughs> first off, wanted to say a huge thank you to every member of our community that took the time to respond to our customer survey. I know that it was quite lengthy this year because I had lots of questions for you. So thank you very much for persevering and answering with honesty. Um, I loved reading your insight as did the other members of the IRA team that I have shared some of the details with. And just wanted to start by saying thank you and then moving into some of the results that we had because we were honored honestly, with your feedback. So after taking a look through some of the uh, survey results, I was totally blown away by how happy you are with the IRA service. So I know that not every member of our community took the time to answer, but I would say, again, just a thank you to those who did. And as much as you have shared with me in the survey and outside of the survey how much IRA means to you. I think that that really showed through in some of these results. So for example, um, some of the results that stuck out was an 80% 
happiness rating kind of across the board with those individuals who were willing to share about their experience. So that was awesome to see. Personally, I found a lot of value in the two different sides of my team that you answered questions about. So again, my pleasure and joy, I rise to oversee the agent team and the customer care team. And in both cases, it was resounding double thumbs up all around. And just every, every person essentially who answered said something along the lines of, the teams are doing great. These are some things that I'd like to see them do better. But overall, I'm really happy. And so that was awesome as the leader of those teams to see. Um, and then again, some other pieces of things that came through loud and clear. I know you would love an update on the glasses. Unfortunately, we don't have an update on glasses for you at this time. We are still waiting to evaluate some of the options on the market. We haven't found anything yet that is worthy of putting the IRA name on it. And so we'll continue to look and know that we hear you loud and clear. You want hands-free, lanyards are great, glasses were better. And I wish that we could speed, like fast track that for you, but that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, and then some other things that I saw pop up pretty often is some strong feelings about the feedback form at the end of each call. Some people said, I absolutely want more than two options on how to rate my agent. And some people said, I love that there's only two options on how to rate the agent. It makes it fast and easy, right? So just one quick reminder of I know that you're prompted at the end of every single call to provide feedback about the agent experience and the session that you had. That is invaluable for us. We want to provide the best IRA experience that you have ever had every single time that you call. And the only way that we can keep doing that is if you tell us about how you felt your experience was, right? So know that when you answer that post-call feedback, that information comes directly to myself and to the agent management team. It doesn't go straight to the agent. This is important because I hear sometimes explorers say like, well, I really was unhappy with that session, but I didn't wanna say anything because I didn't want that agent to feel bad. Number one, you're the nicest person ever. Number two, don't worry. The agent isn't going to get that directly. Instead, it's going to come to me and I'm going to be able to look at that and say, okay, what went wrong? And then we can take that and address with the agent what they can do to improve so that you can continue to have excellent IRA experiences. So thank you for filling out my long survey here at the end of this year. I'm hoping that we end up doing more often much shorter surveys. So keep an ear open for some more from Ira on that front, but also just a thank you for an encouragement to continue sharing your every session feedback. I know that you call Ira when you're busy, so you can also give us feedback after you have completed the task or are less busy with your time by going into the usage tab, accessing the button that says call history, and then you'll have a list there of all of the sessions that you've had. And you can even tell from that screen which of the sessions you've left feedback on and which of the sessions you haven't yet left feedback on. And in that way, you're able to add any additional context that you wish. And again, it comes back to me and then makes it way to us being able to tell our agents, hey, you did so good at fill in the blank, but you could have improved at whatever this extra item was, right? So thank you for helping me help you help us get better and keep growing, whatever it is that that ends up looking like or sounding like. I sincerely appreciate each and every member of this community and just wanted to take an opportunity to say thank you. Awesome. And once again, we have explorers providing the perfect segues here. We have a comment from a comment question from when we out in the audience, and she asks if agents ever help give uh, explorers suggestions on being better and uh, being excellent explorers. And Emily, I think that leads into your topic for tonight about what agents can and can't do and, and some ways to restructure kind of thinking about things that you want information about. Yeah. So when we, it's a great question. Um, we don't give feedback directly about explorers. We do give feedback. I'm sorry, someone must be moving into my next door neighbor house because all of a sudden, <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that on the phone, but there's a whole lot of noise in my hallway. <laughs> um, anyways, so we don't give specific explorer feedback 
unless something happened that would be a violation of IRA's terms of service. I know that usually when I come onto the Explorer call, we talk about the IRA terms of service and then everybody's like, wow, that's a lot to remember. So we'll skip that for today. But if you're interested, please feel free always to review our terms of service at ira.io slash TOS. But agents do provide context about what happened in the session. So for example, we wanna know things about like, how did it go? Were you successful, Agent Emily, at doing what the task was that the Explorer wanted to um, accomplish today? And if not, what could have gone better, right? So that's one example. We ask all kinds of questions of the agents at the end of each call. Um, but that is information, again, internal to IRA. That's not something that we ever share because it is quality assurance and control, right? We want to be able for the agent to have an outlet that was like, oh my gosh, that was so hard. I totally rocked it, but that was eight lanes of traffic plus a railroad track and like, I had to, to hold my breath the whole way through. Already now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? So whatever it ends up being, um, it's more of like an opportunity for the agent to share with their manager how the session went and where the agent felt like they could do better. So nothing yet about like how to be an excellent explorer per your question. But... Launching in to one tip and trick that I've been hearing about lately is explorers being curious on how to ask an agent about the agent's opinion. And this is where it gets into a little bit of the gray area, right? Because what we want is always, always for the agent's first response when you are seeking information as an explorer to be objective. I want you to know that an agent isn't just filling in the blank and telling you what it is that they think about something, but instead is providing accurate, objective information so that you as the explorer can make your own choices with all the information that's provided. But sometimes that just doesn't work right. Yeah, so what about, as uh, one of my explorers likes to ask, um, I'm congenitally blind. And sure, you can tell me that this is red and that's pink, but like, do people, wear red and pink together. I've never seen anybody wearing red and pink together. So how am I supposed to know if these two colors go together? And the answer is just ask. So the agent will always respond first with that objective information. And then if you say, okay, but like Emily, be serious. Give me your opinion. Would you wear these two things? Well, now, as long as you know that I'm giving you my opinion, I might say, I only wear black, so I wouldn't wear red and pink together, but that's because I'm a boring dresser instead of somebody who's like more willing to take fashion risks, right? None of that is true. It's just all hypothetical, but it comes down to what I don't want is for you to feel like you're having to jump through hoops in order to get the answer. So there's no like magic right question to ask, but hey, Emily, what's your opinion on X is usually a good place to start. Oh. Now, again, it gets a little hairy. Fashion is like pretty easy, right? But for another example, for me personally, I have kind of an olive tone to my skin, so I can't wear yellow. It makes me look green. <laughs> what? Right? Yeah. So like maybe you look and you're like, well, I'm like, does this look good on me? Well, depending upon what I can see through the camera, I may or may not be able to actually answer that question. And so it may sound like I'm kind of hemming and hawing about answering, but it's just because maybe I don't have enough information or maybe I don't have the right context, or maybe I don't know what kinds of something it is that you're looking for. Another example might be something that happens pretty often to us as our agents is somebody wants to uh, show off their iris service. And so they may point their camera at the person sitting next to them where they're trying to do a demonstration and say, well, describe my, describe this person. What do they look like? Is she oh beautiful? Is he handsome? <laughs> and now it's like, okay, well, um, now I have to use the context clues to guess who is this person to you? Is this your friend that you're trying to rib a little bit and be like, oh no, he's got a big nose. <laughs> or is it your wife that you're trying to be like, oh, tell me all about how beautiful her eyes are, right? Whatever the context is, the more hints you can give the agent, the better the opinion answer is that we're going to be able to output on the other side. So know that first and foremost, right off the bat, it's gonna be objective information. If you want more, if you want different, you are so empowered to ask for that. Just know that once you get into that opinion area, it gets a little hairy about, well, now you're asking my opinion as a person. Yeah. 
So my opinion as a person is X, Y, Z, whatever the situation might be. Uh -huh. So I have something that may go to Wenwei's question. Um, let's say I'm, I want to do a PowerPoint and I want to do a really cool looking PowerPoint, but I don't really know what a really cool looking PowerPoint is. How could I approach that with an agent and say, okay, you know, I know what I want to talk about and I have my outline. How do I make this look really good? Um, what would we do? How could we figure that out together? Yeah, Janine, that's a really good question. Nor so I'm trying to think of like, if you were my explorer and I was your agent and you called mm -hmm. it an assets, kind of how, what's the track that I would personally go down? I'd probably start by ensuring that everything across the board in the PowerPoint presentation that you're working on is formatted consistently. So sometimes, especially with PowerPoint, bullets may be wrong or yes. it may be a different color or the margins might be weird or maybe you thought that the box the text box was big enough but really it's small but the jaws read it to you no i haven't actually but maybe jaws read you the whole thing but visually i can only see half of it because the text box is the wrong size whatever the situation fill in the blank right so yeah. that's probably where i would start is going through and making sure that font formatting, everything is consistent. And then I'd probably ask you some questions about like, well, what colors do you like? Or uh, if you're presenting to a company, what kinds of, do you know what company, like, can you share what company it is? Maybe I can look at their logo and see what kind of colors they do. Maybe I can look for something where it gets a little bit funky is in like um, clip art. Like personally, not really a fan of clip art. And so if I am, if you ask me like, oh, Emily, just like find me an animation of a beating heart on clip art or something, right? I'll be like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm gonna look for one that's not really cheesy because I don't really like them. And it might take me a long time. And you might start getting flustered, right? Like Emily, why is it taking you so long to find me a piece of clip art, which I'm sure is present there. And I might be like, well, these are all really lame. Like, do you, are you okay with a really lame one? Or do you want something that's a little bit more professional looking? And then that gets to be your choice. So that's really where this kind of like back and forth conversation becomes super valuable in the IRA service is like, then I can kind of poke and prod you and you can kind of poke and prod me. And then together we can kind of make something magical happen. And that is really the big difference, folks, in visual interpreting and sort of just describing. It's that back and forth, that interaction and interpreting. And we have a question here in the chat from Albert. Um, I don't get if you can read that one, Emily. Um, but he is asking about a video that he has. Yeah, Albert, I see your question here of, can you ask an IRA agent to describe the video while you record it with Zoom? Yes, you can, but you need to ask the agent's permission to record them. Most of our agents are gonna be fine with that, but for on the off chance that an agent may not be, you guys all know this, we talk about this pretty often, Ira is located in California. California for recordings is a two consent state. And so therefore we operate on requires two people's consent in order to do this thing. So if you're welcome to ask the agent, might tell you no. Personally, I've never known a single agent who says no, but just leaving that door open for if somebody isn't able to provide that recording for you. Um, but most of the time, the answer will be yes. Now, I don't know about using Zoom, as you mentioned. Most explorers, when they are doing this, will put their phone on speakerphone and then use some kind of um, like third-party voice recorder. Janine may have good suggestions about brands or types or something like that, but that tends to be the best option for recording agent voice. Yep. And if you have, it, it would depend on, you know, kind of what you're doing the video for. Um, if you're doing it for, you know, product demonstration or something like that along with the agent, um, then maybe the Zoom screen share would work well. It really depends on what you're doing it doing it for and and we're happy to talk that out with you also if you just want to email support and maybe have one of us talk to you about okay how can I best do this I want to do this and I want to get the agent description in there and how can I do that and we're, we're happy to talk that process out with you as well so um yeah great 
Well, thank you so much, Emily. Um, again, if anyone has any questions about anything that Emily has talked about here tonight, you can reach us at the customer care number uh, for your country. And I'm going to read maybe, um, maybe not because I can't find my braille, but <laughs> I was going to read them all off to you. But um, the customer care numbers and the one in the U.S. is, of course, one 800 835-1934. Customer care is open, Ryan, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time here in the U.S., correct? Correct. Is correct. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. All right. Um, I, I, I had the other ones pulled up, and I didn't have these ones pulled up. And, of course, you put me on the spot for the thing I didn't have in front of my face. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I have our one thing in front that we'll be talking about here in a minute. We'll give you the numbers. But our numbers for, and it, folks, I have, I'm going to pull this out to, to show you. Here. I have this big stack of index cards. There are about 25 of them here with various Braille things on them. And the IRA numbers happen to be one of those things. And, uh, and then up. Oh, and then we have some new IRA numbers for you. But our customer our main customer care number in the U.S., is that particular number that I just rattled off to you. We also have an email, support at ira.io, which is universal. That's good for anywhere. If you have a question, what's the local number in my country? Just write to that email. You should, am I correct, Ryan? They should also be able to find that local number in the app, right? I do believe right. under- yep, more tab of the app. Oh, and here's a question from Valerie while we're looking up these numbers. Has an agent ever helped an explorer with their YouTube channel? Oh, boy. Emily. Emily. Short answer, Valerie. Oh. The answer is yes, of course. You bet. And some really cool ones, too. Um, we have, and we'll be sharing this as soon as she um, gets it gets it done and gets it ready. But Lucy Edwards in the UK has a very active YouTube channel. And she has used an agent and she has done a video about how to use an agent to help you set up your YouTube channel. So absolutely. And now I have the magic numbers. So I do too. So we just all right. the same time. All right. So and we've got our US numbers. But now for that magic texting feature. Our Oh, awesome. And, and uh, Valerie is all set for this YouTube thing. So that, folks, is another great way to use those extra minutes. Now, if you are going to text customer care, you can, in the U.S. and Canada, you can text 858-242-4457. That's a pretty easy one. And we will also put all of these, Ryan, we'll put them up in the chat for everybody. And we will have them also on email. We'll have them in our weekly email to all of you. So they'll be all over the place. Never fear if you don't get them. Our customer care main number in Australia is, of course, the 61 prefix or zero, I believe, if you're in, no, one if you're in country. Uh, and that is 800 seven six five zero nine six that's our main number and if you are in australia and you would like to text customer care you can call six one eight i'm sorry six one four eight 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 three nine seven six seven and i'll give that one again and that is the the country code six one four eight 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 three nine seven six seven now we have our number in the uk and our customer care number there the main number is uh and that is oh. four four for the country code eight hundred zero four six five six six eight that's our main number and then do you do you have the uh text code ryan i do it is plus four four and then one four nine three two zero 
and then 2472, or you can say 20IRA. Um, it, it, you know, that, that works too. Oh, that's cool. Um, I should reiterate <laughs> that it, you know, whether you call the main number or these texting numbers, you can still reach your customer care team via phone. So if you don't yes. want to memorize all of those numbers, you can call one of them, whichever one you prefer. If you just want to save the texting number, they'll all call mm -hmm. your uh, local customer care. Uh, a customer care team yep. nearest you um, for uh, any needs that you may have. Um, I'll read that UK number again, just so any, in right. case anyone needs it. So it's plus four, four, one, four, nine, three, two, zero, two, four, seven, two. Awesome. And also remember our phone tree, you can actually have Ira call you back. So if you don't have time to hold, um, whatever the case may be for customer care, you can uh, get a call back from them and you can set that up via our phone tree. We're excited to say that is working and we are happy to have you set that up for a call. Uh, now we have a couple uh, quick events this week. On Friday, we have an afternoon at the museum show, and that is going to be at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time. And we'll be featuring the Blind History Lady. And uh, Peggy Chung is the Blind History Lady, and she has an extensive website about the history of blind people. And this time we're particularly going to look at blind people of color. So uh, Peggy has some amazing stories that were these gems that nobody had ever read before. And I came across them last year during Black History Month. And so we are going to talk to her on Friday at 4 p.m. Now, this will be one of the times when we actually won't have an agent present with us because guess what? We don't have any pictures to talk about. So we are just going to be talking with Peggy um, and we want you all to come and listen to these amazing stories that she has of people who have made really interesting contributions, who have brought up some really interesting social issues, um, being a person of color and having a disability. So you definitely don't want to miss that. Well, Ryan. I think we might have time to take a question or two. Are you good well, with that? I just happened to see a hand go up, Janine. Oh, so, all right. Uh, and as, of course, as we say that, multiple hands. Are <laughs> Everybody's now. hands there's, are going up. Yeah. Go. All awesome. right, let's go ahead and grab Miss Autumn. Hello, Autumn. All right. And you may have to unmute yourself. There you go. You are there unmuted. we are. All right. And um, I actually have one question about the number you guys just read for the U.S., mm -hmm. the texting number. Mm -hmm. Can you please repeat that again? Oh, absolutely. My fiance is yep. over here typing it in his phone. <laughs> yeah, no worries. It <laughs> is 858-242-4457. Awesome. Great. Cool. And, uh, All right. Thank you. Sure thing. Sure thing. And I think the Ira elves need to make a snappy jingle of that. <laughs> you know, I was scared. Be, be afraid. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. We also have a question from, wow, a lot of phone numbers have questions. All right. Let's talk All to right. some phone numbers. Um, so, we're going to hear from a phone number in the 914 area code. I believe we actually talked to you oh, earlier. So Hey. Hey, it's Barry and uh, Louise again. Um, we oh. tried to sign up for CSUN. There's a field that says username. What is meant by that? Aha. That is a very good question because you know what? We haven't tried to sign up for it yet. No, I, was just, I don't know. <laughs> That's a very good question. But um, this might be something that we might get an agent after. So um, we may be able to get the answer for you on that tomorrow to take a look at that. Um, they may okay. want you to create a username. I'm not sure. Or they may just want you to put an email address in there. Yeah, there's a field for the email, and yep. it says the username for another uh -huh. field. Okay. Well, Ryan is going to check I'll that. look that up really quick and see if I can get you an answer now. But if not, then uh, we'll definitely get that 
answer for you and yeah. get it out in our next email communication. Absolutely. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out, Barry. Much appreciated. Because, yeah, that's... um. All righty. And... Right. We also have another phone number that has yeah. a question. Okay. It is... A 502 phone number. Oh, 502. Which I think is Kentucky. If that, I'm is, not... that is yeah. Kentucky. That's Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, that is it Louisville. It is okay. Kentucky. It's uh, Debbie Detheridge. And hey. I have a couple of quick things. Um, yes, ma'am. Been having a lot of, and it could be because of our crappy weather down here, but uh, been having a lot of problems with connectivity issues with agents. They'll say reconnecting and reconnecting. And tonight I was wanting to use it to read some directions off of a package, and I never could get it to connect. And so... That's one question. And what is the best way to um, get or to find out like what the Zoom link is to like to these calls? Uh, I thought I was on the IRA group on Facebook, but I'm not sure because I haven't seen anything. So, Oh, sure. Debbie, actually, I can answer your last question, and then I will turn it over to Ryan and Emily for your, your first question. But you want to, in the app, make sure that we have your email address under the More tab, uh, where you have all of your profile information. And as long as we have that email address in there, then you should be on our email list. Now, check your spam filter uh, because, you know, as newsletters do, sometimes they end up. Oh, there. yeah. But, yeah. Yep. But we are now putting out a weekly newsletter. So um, and we have things like the links to the Zoom calls in there and uh, a bunch of other. Because I think I get that, but I don't know that I saw the link to it. So I have to. Pay attention ah. to that. Mm -hmm. Yep, and they are definitely in the email. Now, this time I actually put them in the text. So it says click here for our Zoom call or click here for our YouTube channel. So if you all would prefer, I can leave those links out so that you can recognize them in that text a little bit easier if that would be an easier thing to do for everybody. As long as it's in the email and I need know where to go to look for it, that's fine. I'd much yep. prefer it in the email. Yep, it is definitely in the email. And uh, so if you are not receiving those emails, check and make sure that your correct email address is in your profile. And then we will uh, we will get you set up. Yep. And, and Debbie, I, this I is actually... Emily. Thank you for asking about the connection issue you're experiencing. I'm going to recommend that if you will personally contact the customer care team, they can do a little bit of research into what exactly your issue was last night. But honestly, I do think it's the weather. Weather <laughs> so yeah. impacts a lot. a lot of things, including oh. mobile data towers. I mean, it's yes. one of those big things where if it's bad Yeah, weather, between the data towers and people have been having internet outages, but it's kind of like blipping in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. So I don't know exactly what your area is like, but I do know that for some individuals on our team in Kentucky, the internet is having a hard time kind of holding and cell phone services in and out. So it, it probably depends on the infrastructure in your area, but please um, contact customer care and we can do some research into your specific I issue. Have, yeah. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. There have been a ton of brownouts around the country and uh, I was on the phone today with some other services completely not related to Ira and oh my goodness it was it was terrible you know the, the connection kept dropping and I felt so bad for the people that I was trying to get a hold of so yeah it's um it's tough out there folks it's winter it's and an hello interesting when weather we... interesting weather yeah. interesting you know things that are going on with weather I mean who thought I mean you, you look at the weather over in Texas even and wow oh my goodness just, <laughs> the power grid being gone everything like that it's just insane and we have our next person here when yeah, we are lucky here in Columbus Columbus when we all we have is ice here so <laughs> not too bad right oh hello, hello. am there I am go. I unmuted there yep, you, you are. are hi how are you great Doing good how about you good thank you I had a question specifically for Emily um so it's funny that you bring up Lucy Edwards I love her by the way um mm -hmm. she I'm really hoping that she does a video 
specifically regarding how she edits in conjunction with Iris, because that would be super useful. But my question is, when you learn how to video edit and all the YouTube tutorials are like 85% visual, so it's really hard to translate what they're talking about onto the screen because um, timelines rely so much on color and other things that I don't know anything about. And you're working with somebody who doesn't have that expertise. Of course, I don't expect somebody to have that expertise, but how would you, Emily, suggest that we could one, take some notes. Like if I were to take the time to um, watch some videos and just maybe shoot something that I don't care about. So if it gets messed up, I'm not gonna care. Um, take some notes that'll be easy to read. I've tried taking some notes, but some agents have found them difficult to read. And two, like what kind of information would the agent expect me to know? Like would they expect me to know about the color of a timeline or like how some sort of like video clip or audio clip are being um, interacted with independently or something like that? So um, that it's a good question. I'm trying to think through an answer. Um, and also PS y'all, I'm so sorry. It turns out I'm not getting a new neighbor. They're doing maintenance in the elevator. So oh, you dear. may hear some like <laughs> oh my. really yeah. significant pounding on the walls. Um, but and also, oh, I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, I was just, I was, I'm so sorry. I didn't want to interrupt, but I just really quickly wanted to add that you guys always talk about helping people with their YouTube channels. And I think that's great, but I would be really interested in your response of like the um, editing software that people use, if you're able to disclose that and um, how precise people are about their editing. Cause um, the editing that I'm doing is for my small business and it has to be pretty precise and professional. Yeah, when I, I'm not sure if there's a specific software that I could recommend that I've seen other people using. That might be a really good question for our listserv or other professionals that you know in the field who are using something in particular. For the agent, the interaction becomes a little bit more if you can tell me exactly what you need or what certain buttons look like that might be useful. So I'm thinking about, for me personally, I've used, um, oh, what's the basic one that comes with the Mac? iMovie. Oh, iMovie, yeah. yeah. iMovie, for example, so hard to use, but free if you have a Mac, right? So a lot of people use it. And some of the buttons are not necessarily self-evident what they are because they're a picture or a symbol rather than a word. So mm -hmm. if you can tell me like, hey, I'm looking for the cropping tool, it like other agents have told me it looks like whatever or is whatever color or you know, fill in the blank, whatever it is that you're looking for. And then giving really specific instructions about where to crop it or what to do. I would say that in this kind of a question, the agent would likely need you to be 100% the expert on the software <laughs> or at yeah. least like explain really well what it is that you'd like. One option that I've used in the past with explorers is not usually with video editing, but with mm -hmm. other things like setting up a manual for, I'm sorry, like going through a manual for like building a piece of Ikea furniture, something mm -hmm. that's equally as complex as editing videos, just in yeah. way. <laughs> so in that way, you may be able to find a YouTube video walking you through step-by-step step how okay. to do a certain thing. And so if there's a certain video that would be helpful that is visual, so maybe not helpful for you, but would be helpful for a person who is sighted to go through and look at it, like maybe have the agent watch that as they go through it and then you can kind of edit in line with the directions in the video so maybe it starts with the cropping and then it goes into what i'm sorry like starts with uploading content into the editor then like dragging onto the timeline then cropping then you know like and then the agent can kind of pause the video do xyz task um, but they would likely need to rely on you to be the expert. And right, of course. I, I totally expect that. I just, I just, I guess for me, I have been really struggling to articulate how 
what like what I want the agent to click on and also I've been struggling to find a way of like going about that of gaining this information but this was super helpful because like we could just watch a video and I could just film something they don't care about and throw it in my timeline and um, play with it um, and ask questions about the positions of buttons what they look like and mm -hmm. if they ever move or whatever mm -hmm. and where I could expect them to be and just be mindful of that when we watch the video to ask and write it down so thank you Emily this was helpful yeah no problem and it's also a good lesson that's applicable in lots of different types of tasks not necessarily video editing if anybody who was listening kind of checked out you're like well I don't edit video so this one isn't for me um, one explorer who's really good at this he's a student and he is excellent at knowing where on a page, because if anyone has been a student recently, then in the last couple of years, you've noticed that school websites have gotten like impossible to navigate, right? There's like, things are, are not named what they should be named in order to get you to where it is that you need to go or the bar moves of where you can find the different navigation piece, etc. So this gentleman has basically memorized like either the title of what it is that he wants the agent to look for or the color or where on the page it might be. And then he can direct the agent. And then mm -hmm. he likes that because now the agent is faster at yeah, of course. accomplishing. Yeah. But of course it's like extra brain power on his part of like having to keep all of that in his mind, but he's a student, he does this every day. So yeah. it's like not that hard for him. So that is also an, an option like if because the agent is only as good at however you can direct them at whatever that thing is that you're wanting to accomplish, right? So if you right. can kind of say like, okay, Emily, it's my first time using a soft, uh, this piece of software and I, I'm going to need to be using this a lot because I just joined this math class and this, web, this software is totally inaccessible and I just have to use it, right? Like, mm -hmm. give me a walkthrough of like where these buttons are, what it kind of looks like, what I can kind of like as an agent, as a person who decided you look at this thing, like what's the first thing you see on the page? Okay, from here, now let's go like all of the different places. And so I've had a lot of explorers tell me that that's really helpful because then they feel like the agent is much faster because they can get yeah. faster. Mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, I, yeah. And you're totally right. I take that approach and the things that I do for work but I know what I'm doing. So I guess I don't think about it, but it's yep. really um, helpful to reverse engineer that. And while, you know, an agent is learning, you can learn too and be very um, deliberate about the questions that you ask. And I see here in the chat when we that um, Valerie has mentioned that there is someone who is organizing a class um, apparently about working with iMovie on the Mac. And Valerie, if you want to send us that information to support at ira.io, we'll be happy to disseminate that um, and make sure that people know that that's happening because that's I think that's great that someone is actually willing to do that. Um, I found that the very basics of iMovie were somewhat accessible on the Mac, on the uh, iOS. I haven't tried it on the Mac, but um, uh, so, for example, some buttons that actually looked weird to sighted people actually had voiceover labels. So I could tell what the buttons were and they couldn't, which was kind of amusing. But um, we will definitely try to get that information. So Valerie, if you can, like I said, send that to us, that would be awesome. Well, also I would helpful like to know, Janine, kind of like where the pitfalls mm -hmm. of a particular piece of software that you're trying to use is. Like, if oh, you know yeah. that there's something in the software that's really hard to use, mm -hmm. like you being able to tell your agent that <laughs> makes it easier when the agent gets there too. I'm still thinking about iMovie. Um, yes. Personally, it's like the worst software, but the hardest mm. part of iMovie is trying to finish the job. Like the, the button that you think would be the save button mm -hmm. is not the save button. Uh -oh. And every single time that I'm trying to use it, I have to always look it up and mm -hmm. figure out like, okay, where, where did I go wrong this time? Why can I never remember what this button is? Yes. But now I know that. So I just book extra time into whatever it is that I'm trying to do with that movie <laughs> so that I can go each oh, time wow. and reteach myself where that button is. Oh, wow. So if you know that there's something weird on a piece of software like that, then being able to direct your agent in that way also can be helpful. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. So we have some great suggestions tonight and some great issues that have come up. So I'd like to thank everyone for your contributions tonight. Uh, Ryan, do we have anything else for everybody tonight? I think we're, uh, 
I think we, that's it. I think that, that covers most of it. We should fill up our entire time, call. too. Look at that. Perfect. I was going to say, Timing. whoa. And it's time for the Braille calendar. Whoops. And it's time for me to kill you all with micro microphone handling noise. There's the Braille calendar. It's kind of cheating, though, because March, as it's not a leap year, repeats exactly the same day as February. So our March Explorer call will be on St. Patrick's Day. I do not want to see anybody coming in here with green beer, okay? You heard that, Ryan? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> we are from the beginning of this call. We'll be coming in with like shamrock uh, cakes with icing and everything. Little shamrocks Oh, you had to bring up them. cake again. You uh, had to end yeah. that note, didn't you? I'm mm. still stuck on the cake icing. That's just so <laughs> awesome. I'm like, oh, people ice cakes. There better be some social media pics of that, folks. I want to see some social media iced cakes. I know. That is just, I, that I'm is so that. amazingly cool. So, Wonderful. well, who knew? Now, next month, in the Explorer, in the uh, active zone, we're going to be talking about exercise equipment, and we may have to after <laughs> after all that cake icing. I know um, I'm excited for that one. Oh yeah, you know, I uh, I have to say I, I joined Apple, uh, the new Apple Fitness Ooh, Plus. Oh, you oh, did you? Yep, and oh, it's boy. Uh, it's really nice. So now I, I'm, I'm looking at exercise equipment. So you know that's <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. Absolutely. And and Valerie brings up a good point here. We won't get pinched for not wearing green in the virtual world. Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although I might mm. my I just might wear my most lurid green at that uh, at, uh, at our next call just because. <laughs> so thank you so much, Ryan and Emily and Troy and Melissa. And of course, all of you for really making this call what it is, a great source wonderful, of information. Wonderful couple of hours this was. Absolutely enjoyed it. Thank you everybody awesome. for all of your input. Thank you for all of the, the, the comments and the suggestions and questions. It was wonderful. Absolutely. And we will talk with you next month on the 17th when we will have some gigantic news for you. <laughs> and Troy sends out to everybody, stay warm, stay safe. I will echo that. I'm Janine Stanley, and this has been our Explorer Call with Ira.